Hi, this is Racina Gill, author of The Corporate Looking Glass, Using Culture for Your Competitive Advantage. This is the audio blog for 10 Tips for Global HR. In working with so many expatriates over the past two decades, I've learned a lot of companies don't seem to take the qualifications for global human resources, HR, too seriously. It is imperative that there be at least one person in this particular department who has personally experienced an international relocation. Aside from genuine empathy, not having such a person in place may render the team less effective than desired because there are so many intricacies which could be easily resolved but which are not common in domestic relocations. This is framing things lightly. To be explicit, the most dangerous outcomes of a laissez-faire appointment to a global HR role include avoidable lawsuits, assault, imprisonment, firing, career disruption, high levels of stress, loss of productivity, and death. Here are the top 10 things your global HR department needs to know. One, health. Ensure your expat is on medical insurance. Because expats remain with the company during their transfer, most presume that their medical insurance extends overseas. In one case, A Belgian couple came to the USA in mid-pregnancy and gave birth a few months into the assignment. They later discovered, when they received a multi-thousand dollar hospital bill, that they never signed the papers of the change of insurance overseas. If your expat is in a fairly remote location, ensure the expat has Medivac insurance. This is an emergency medical evacuation, that is, hospital, plane. To get your expat or expat family member to an equipped hospital immediately. One child of a mining engineer lost hearing in one ear because of a terrible ear infection left untreated due to the geographical isolation of the assignment. Number two, environmental. Alert your expat about any mother nature dangers to that region. One expat arrived to the USA less than three months before one of Tennessee's most deadly tornadoes struck near the house they had just purchased. Omission of a detail such as Tornado Alley can come across as deception and can sow resentment for perceived negligence, disorganization, ignorance, and ill-preparedness. One expat did not know to leave the local open-air swimming pool when lightning is in the area. Do not assume that your expat knows what to do when a haboob, for example, strikes. Number three, sociopolitics. Build comprehension with your expat of the possible gender relations differences. One Mediterranean head of HR was selected for her international experience. Global travel does not always equate with cultural awareness. As she was walking alongside of an American male corporate colleague in the Gulf, Middle East, and briefing him on operations, an Arabic man walking in the opposite direction punched her in the face and knocked her to the ground. An Australian expat in the Bible Belt of the South of the USA was sued for workplace harassment by her male direct report. She could not understand the reason and desperately wanted to know how she could avoid the situation from repeating. The company general counsel told her, just remember, you're a woman. Number four, local laws. Share local laws with your expat. Any state that is right to work 
grants employers permission to terminate employees without cause or explanation. One Argentine expat was fired two months after he purchased his home, and he and his wife had two girls in middle school and high school. In Franklin, Tennessee, one company fired a number of obese clinicians because, as I later ascertained from the manager responsible for the terminations, the head of HR believed the optics for the company being in the wellness industry were poor. Number five, purchasing power. Assist with credit. Every expat, including Canadians, complains about not being allowed to buy a car or other large purchases because they have no credit history in the USA. This is easily resolved by the company co-signing with a bank. Shared services can always resort to garnishing wages should there be an issue, which I have never seen to be necessary as expats are selected because of their high performance and or high potential status. Number six, partners. If the company will not offer an L1 visa for the spouse who works for the same company, then obtain an H1B visa for the spouse. Most expats tend to marry professionals. The divorce rate is slightly higher for expat couples because typically the non-company expat has to put their career on hold. This sacrifice adds to the tensions of the relocation process. I have had three couples who have ended up the assignment early because of their dissolution of marriage. Number seven, taxes. Higher international tax support. This should be a no-brainer. And I have had expats who trusted their company to prevent them from paying double taxes for both countries. For China in particular, the majority of the salary should be deposited into a USA bank account as Chinese laws prevent large sums of money leaving the country when the assignment is over. Number eight, fit. Use a behavioral science tool to determine ease of assimilation. I rarely find a company that considers analyzing the adaptability and cultural match of the expat. Many organizations are focused more on transferring knowledge and skills with little to no regard as to selecting the right expat for the region. One Dutch expat received a standing ovation upon his departure, only after he left. Once he arrived to the South in the USA, his reputation preceded him, and at least one executive threatened to quit if he was obliged to report to this expat. Number nine, repatriation. Discuss repatriation strategies prior to departure. An expat's relocation leaves a void that is backfilled. One Italian was angered to learn that his direct report took his spot, and he wondered where he would be placed after his 18-month to two-year assignment. Because the company did not offer any tentative paths, this scientist ended up later changing to a competitor. Many competitors wait in the balance to poach talent because global HR repatriation plans typically do not exist to reintegrate the expat back into the system post-assignment. This leads to huge losses of talent, return on investment, and grave disappointment, career derailment for the expat. Number 10, cultural debriefing. Contract a cross-cultural management consultant prior to relocation. 
Statistics from several independent studies reveal that those expats who opt to participate in a cross-cultural program have much higher rates of return on successful completion of an assignment and smoother transitions and assimilation into the regional office. The cost is a pittance of investment compared to the possible loss of talent and irreparable damage. Items 1 through 9 above are usually addressed by the expert consultant, which makes this action a fail-safe strategy for a global HR department that lacks awareness of hidden potential risks. Quality assurance in managing expatriate talent tends to come from experience. I share these tips because pain is not always the best approach for gain. For those companies who have C-suite individuals and other executives who believe that they can learn by doing, I have many more stories to share of talent who have experienced unnecessary grief. Develop your organization into a best practice leader. Contact me at racina at corporatelookingless.com to offer your expats career excellence. Thank you.